Hello, beautiful people. How is everyone doing today? What's going on? What's going Hi. on? Yeah, I am. I'm excited. Um, you know, Andor has been like what I've been waiting for because I kind of love that that political thriller spy stuff. You know, yeah. um, Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie, and this is kind of has that like Cold War espionage type thing going on. Um, and uh, and by the way, feel free to, to to jump out. I want this to be as conversational as possible. So just start talking, and if feel free to interrupt me, I'll shut up. Um, but <laughs> overall, how how are you guys enjoying? Jen, you uh, got it. You can go first. Oh yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I mean, I'm a huge Rogue One fan. That is that's my favorite kind of Star Wars, and I say this all the time that there's there's a Star Wars for everybody, and some people love the space wizards. And then some people love like the blaster on your hip kind of underworld kind of person. And that's, that's me. So this is exactly kind of the Star Wars I've been waiting for, you know, and then seeing a spy show, like what you said about being an espionage thing. I just think that's so fascinating seeing people trying to infiltrate the empire for, cause it's not just as we know with war, it's not just uh, battles on the ground and battles in the air. It's also like, intel and uh finding out where troops are moving and stealing things and moving funds you know and i just find that it's so interesting to see that in star wars yeah absolutely and uh, uh how about you nate yeah i can't stand it <laughs> no <laughs> I, I love it i i mean this is this is i'm right there with you jen i think this is right up my alley i love the the spy thriller you know diving into these characters characters i like that we we've I loved Rogue One. I like the development with Cassian Andor, but it's not just jumping into like a Kenobi Anakin, which I love. I love Kenobi too. It's not a character that's that deep with knowledge of of information we've already gotten. Um, so we know enough, but there's also a ton of story to be told, which is really exciting. So. Yeah, and uh, we have a. Uh Tropical Joe. I'm seeing here, it looks like that the connection is a little weak. And I know you're, you know, out of, um, well, in a different part of the country, but um, how's it going? Uh, so it looks like we can't hear you right now. Um, and, and But from, from where I'm seeing, I, I see that your network connection is like, it's actually zero out of 10. <laughs> that's, that's what it, it's <laughs> uh, I like those odds. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> there it is. Cassian Ender. Cassian Ender. <laughs> um, we also want to do a, a shout out. Died in the forest. That's, uh, that's oh, let's go. Um, so his family, hands up. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, why don't we, you know, while, while we have Tropical Joe uh, figured, you know, working through it. Uh, by the way, I just I want to thank Trouble Joe right here on the podcast because I was his plus one to the premiere. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I loved that so much, um, which I got to run into Jen there as well. Uh, That's that right. One, that was That's just so a, a cool. one of a kind experience. Um, really so was. I, I appreciate it. Uh, and um, we we still can't can't hear you. Uh, you may have to have you hop out and um, try to switch browsers again or oh. something like that. Um, but yeah, why don't we do some formal introductions? Uh, and I am going to ask, you know, like we said, this is you know, kind of a new genre for Star Wars. So why don't you give us you know, who you are, where we can find your awesome content. And I'm going to have you pitch an, a, a Star Wars show that's in a genre that we haven't seen before. Mm. All right, so you guys get to go uh, go creative with it, um, go as wild as possible. Oh, your connection looks much better, Joe. Can you guys hear me? Oh God, I've, yes. so I feel so bad because my my my, my connection like is my cellular, so it's it's all crazy. But uh, it's a pleasure to talk to all of you. Thank you, uh, Choco, for for coming with me to uh, to the event. It was my first Star Wars event. And and it was damn near perfect. Uh, I've had a, I've had a ton of fun, and I'm excited to see what shows you guys are going to pitch. Thinking about mine for a little bit. 
<laughs> awesome. And everyone in, in the chat, feel free to pitch yours as well. Um, I think any I think any genre can exist inside of, of Star Wars. Um, I'll just get mine out of the way really quick. We we got to see the inside of Imperial bureaucracy. Um, just a bunch of people clamoring to, to make it to the top. There was a show called Better Off Ted. Did any of you guys watch that show? It was like a highly. It was like, it was uh, this this corporation. It was just highly, you know, satirized. So it it was a major comedy, but it's these people who are like having to pitch things to their executives. Um, their company is one of those out of control conglomerates that is trying to make you know weird stuff in the basement, and they have the commercials where it's just kids running in fields and then like wind turbines and stuff like that. And they don't ever say anything about what they actually do. It's just like community, family, our company. And then there's like a black and a white person holding hands. And you're like, what is this? I just, I want something like that. I think we can get a, an imperial workplace comedy. Um, seeing the interactions inside of the ISB, seeing the interactions between the Inquisitors and Kenobi. I just think there could be, we could get a full sitcom um, out of Imperials being dumb but trying to climb the corporate ladder. I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at. Brandon, you stole mine. That has always been what I've said. I want an Imperial <laughs> workplace comedy. You know, wow. and, it has to, and it has to be something where it's there's no death and there's no war. Like, it has to be funny mm. all the time. I don't want, like, a mash situation where sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's tragic. Um, so it could be a workplace or it could be, it's not, I always always imagine some super outpost thing where it's like, a bunch of dumb grunts trying to keep the peace, but it's like they're just bumbling idiots. So maybe mine would be a little bit different. But the same thing. I want a comedy featuring Imperial. Yeah. And uh, why don't you get, give everyone where you can find you and your content? Oh, I'm Jen, and uh, uh, TikTok's the big one. Jen Markham, also YouTube, Jen Markham, and then Instagram is Jen underscore Markham because you can't, you know. That's how it goes. But yeah, I mostly do skits and talk about what I like about Star Wars and costumes, costumes, costumes. Though. Jen has the most incredible costumes and so many of them. I'm like always just in awe of like how that's cool. And it's all I believe you make all of it yourself. I do. Yeah, really. I do. I make all mine myself. Wow. Yeah. And, and incredible. Like. Uh, I, I remember videos of you. Wasn't it walking around Walmart in the full Mando armor? I went to his grocery store, but I, th- I think of Dak Jaren as the one who went to Walmart a lot. Yeah. But um, I did one where I ended up at the grocery store in my Mando. Yeah, yeah that is that awesome. Is awesome. <laughs> I'm That's jealous. so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Joe? You've been uh, cooking on yours for a while. So what? What are you gonna? What are you gonna bring to the table? Okay. So my big thing is i've always thought about uh missing in star wars uh and i th- think a horror themed show might be great especially since we're going so the first thing that came to my mind was uh the witches of dathomir so like i, I like the first one I, I believe her name is like alia who wrote the book of law that basically tell ah the jedi suck are gonna hate them for eternity i would love to see that happen mm-hmm. in live action uh i partially uh, I, I, i'm excited uh to see that partially how the planet feels in fallen order uh and actually explore all of that so if this were to happen in live action this, this would be uh this would be killer like pun intended a larger audience i think connected um to a story that that's not brushed up, not not brushed uh, over in terms of like the brutality of it. But uh, I don't know. We can explore other themes than just the the typical like uh, model, modeled for kids type of show. That's just my take on it. Uh, I, I like that a lot. I mean, we had when General Grievous marched on the Dathomir witches, and then they started like bringing dead people out. The you like, how do you? This is crazy. Uh, but once again, yeah. where can we find you and your content? Uh, so it's I'm Tropical Joe on uh, and Instagram. And then uh, I have three channels 
on YouTube. It's uh, and then Tropical Joe Shorts. So lots of pop culture content, including the galaxy far, far away first loves. So yes. yeah, definitely follow Tropical Joe. Best energy, lots of stuff all the time. Was just working with uh, with Microsoft or with with uh, on, uh, with Xbox on some stuff. So he's doing some big things. Wow. You know? I'm Thank you. Yeah, I gotta get over there and follow you guys. I, I gotta. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Last but but not least, uh, Nate. What would you got? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Joe said that. I was thinking kind of a similar vibe with the the you know horror or you know yeah. thriller, scary genre. Not sure if Star Wars will do it, but like you said, it's it's available. It's I think it's interesting. I, I would like it, uh, but I guess it's. To try and be different, since you said that, maybe like, um, maybe like a mystery. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have a a sort of, you know, era as far as prequels or High Republic, Old Republic, but maybe like a a mystery of some sort, like a night. Give me Ryan Johnson with a Knives Out mystery, Star Wars edition or something. <laughs> That's what I was. Knives Out, baby. Knives Out, Star Wars. That would be great. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> Murder on the Halcyon Legacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a bunch of like uh, Amandos and smugglers and and senators and and different people all on the ship. Someone dies, right. and then you have yeah. an investigator who has to get down to the bottom of it, and like no one can leave. Why? Yep, that would be dope. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely into that. <laughs> um. I also had a secondary idea. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tag and Bink. Um, mm. There's a, there was old comics about Tag and Bink, and they're two stormtroopers that were so dumb that they almost brought the Empire to their knees out of their sh- sheer stupidity. And it's just these bumbling stormtroopers. And I I want... I love it. I want Donald Faison and basically I want, I want, you know, JD and Turk from Scrubs to be tagging Bing and just having fun and like doing stuff. I think that would be beautiful as well. That sounds Um, great. (laughs) uh, In in the chat, I have um, Jordy Jedi, Connor, a Drangir horror show would be fantastic. Um, The Drangir are big old plant monsters in Star Wars that, yeah, no, they're already, they eat humans. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't want to mess with them, yeah. I, I feel like trees would be vegetarian. I don't know. They eat <laughs> light, right? I don't know. Um, Night Sisters live action, so we have some love of that. Uh, Chill in the Basement wants a suspense thriller where a group of Jedi crash onto a planet so steep in the dark side that all mm. floral and fauna are effective and aggressive. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, they have to get to the bottom of like what happened on this planet. Uh, Dex and download what I want a Sith ghost horror story of relic hunters being slowly taken out. Think of the descent as my inspiration. That mm. sounds dope. Write that, please. Write that immediately. <laughs> yes. Um, with all the horror suggestions, too, I think what Andor is showing that Star Wars is becoming a more open to the idea of doing more adult things. I mean, in Andor, there's curse words we haven't heard in Star Wars before. The whole yeah. show opens with Cassian walking into a full-on brothel talking to a prostitute. I mean, there's always an argument that Star Wars is for kids, and it is, it is. And I, But we can do other things that aren't still within PG-13, but maybe mm-hmm. more towards the upper edge of that, you know? Or maybe, yeah, I don't know, agree, five yeah. or Disney Plus, we didn't think maybe a horror show would be possible. Now I could see them doing it. Yeah. I, I know people are like, once a rated R Star Wars, and I, I don't need uh, that. No, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, like, again, it's rated R by, like, violence, sex, or, like, nudity. And Profanity, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't need, like... Lightsabers cauterized, so it's not going to be super bloody. So you'd have to go extra to get an R rating. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's it's needed. Although Darth Man eighty seven wants a Joker style show following Jar Jar after the events. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar is just that'll be the rated R one. Space. The Jar Jar. One. I could pick Darth Jar Jar. If, if it's Darth Jar Jar, 
<laughs> yeah, make a cannon. <laughs> I, I can see Jar Jar like dancing up and down those steps like a like a madman. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> he'd stumble a couple times, but he'd dance. Yeah. Uh, stay away, still waiting for it. Treasure hunting, underworld antiquity dealing, mm. Afra show. That would be cool. Um, and I, I know I say this for everything, but um, I need Quinlan Voss <laughs> to, 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 to show up. Anything having to do with antiques or antiquities, like he can touch them and his psychometry works and he can get clean the backstory of that object, you mm. know, just like Cal Kestis. Um, and that that's just always cool when we have these. But um, anyways, oh, Nate, did you give us where we can find you and all of your content? Um, yeah, so the handle you see on the screen, Nathan underscore Messer, that's my, that's my TikTok. Um, my handles change everywhere, which is tragic. But on, on Instagram, it's the same thing. It's Nathan underscore Messer, but with a one at the end. And then YouTube got my own podcast star wars guys on youtube chaco's you know been a guest and i'd love to have jen and joe on there at some point uh, but yeah i mean search search you can you can find it search my name i think hopefully it'll come up <laughs> <laughs> most most of it's nathan underscore messer yeah awesome yeah. uh i mean joe knows all about when your handles change um <laughs> <laughs> but yes <laughs> I I'm, uh, have 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 been working out a lot, so I'm trying to get my handles to change. But that's a whole different type. <laughs> um, we can uh, jump into the episode itself, though, because um, this was a you know I, I feel like they are sticking with kind of a, a three um, episode arc structure. You know, I feel like next episode we're gonna get the beginning of that heist thing and build up to a point, and then we're gonna get the end of the escape and the third one, and kind of move on. But um, Kind of overall, how did you guys feel about this this episode number four? Was it enough to keep your your interest and um, and what parts of it, or I guess uh, what performances piqued your interest? Uh, I'll go to uh, Joe first. Okay, so um, I'm beginning to appreciate the the procedural aspect of watching how the because usually it's just like smoke and mirrors, blow up a planet, or or like just send some grunts that mess with Lord. So I really liked the way that they were framing um, the different. I forgot the name of the the uh, 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 the actress that plays uh, officer that that's trying to interfere with 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 the other guy's sector. So the the bureaucracy behind the empire is fun to see. Uh, it's empire. It's it's a functioning business, honestly. That they that they have to that it, it's 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 an it's a galaxy wide business that they have to make sure that it runs. Uh, and then you have underlying plot of obviously Cassian Andor jo- joining this this rebel group that's trying to steal uh, the, the the empire's money uh, during a once in a three year event. But like it had enough pieces to keep going uh on the procedural aspect of the empire of higher stakes for andor getting into his first real job for the ally the uh, the 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 performance that uh interests me more is definitely like that that was that was just so cool the interaction that she had with with her husband being just why are you putting these people in my dinner table they hate me they they literally like they try to go against every decision. That, that is something that we haven't seen before, and it feels refreshing. It to some. Yeah, I not gonna lie. I I just looking at Genevieve O'Reilly's costuming and like, mm. I was like, damn, can I cosplay that? I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> Her house, the, the architecture. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they seem to be doing all right. They seem to be doing all right. Right. Uh, how about you, Jen? Oh, um, I really like the episode. I am enjoying how, a criticism I've had with a lot of Disney Plus shows, mostly Marvel, but Star Wars too, is they don't nail the pacing. Right? Like we get it, we have to get a great start, and then the middle kind of loses its way, and they cram way too much in the very ending. And the fact that this one is being paced in a different way, like we're not having 
and adventure complete within 45 minutes, I think is really exciting that they're, they're taking the show, they're taking time to tell the story as it's supposed to be told, you know, and the middle might take longer and hopefully the ending will take longer too. So I really like the pacing. I like finally getting to the empire and seeing what they're, what they're up to, as you were saying, Joe, about the bureaucracy. And it's, I think it's going to be important to point out to show that how is the empire so evil? You know what I mean? Like not everyone could be like twisting their mustaches and being like full on villains, but it's a lot of reaching for power, you know, inner office struggles, you know, like I want what you have and, and ladder climbing and they lose sight of what's right or wrong kind of thing. Mm. That used to be really interesting to see what you're saying about, uh, um, my Mothma's husband, I actually, um, I get a little tired of that when you see a powerful woman and, and then, oh, okay. of course, their husband isn't powerful and there's a struggle there. It's like, I, I have seen yeah. that a, a little bit, you know, it would be cooler if they were a team, you know, that would be a more refreshing portrayal for me. But I like how, obviously, we want to see conflict and and she's playing both sides and to see that played at a dinner table is going to be really interesting. And of course, like you were mm -hmm. saying, Brandon was this, the design, so many beautiful coats. And I liked how their dinner table kind of reminded me of like Bespin, you know, it was that same very white, very bright look. It was, it looked like elegant Star Wars. Like it, the design was like perfect. Yeah. And, and it was like a bonsai, like cherry blossom that was white all over. Oh, it was so yeah. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, God, I hate her husband so much, but like. It, He's going uh, to die. I'm calling it. Sorry. Oh, I, but, yeah. No. Okay. So while I agree with you, Jane, I would like to see you as, as a team. Um, in, in any other medium, we never see Mon Mothma with someone on her arm. <laughs> so, so yes, he's going. But, it, you know, I, I just it's a, it's a trope I've seen enough that I was yeah. like, oh, we're doing this again. The guy is resentful yeah. of her power and he stays at home and that's, and he does a dinner table and he doesn't like it. And it's like, oh, that's not that's not fresh to me personally, but like the time yeah, fair, fair. Like, so 99 out of 100. So, yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Uh, how about you, Nate? Uh, I mean, just piggybacking on what you all said, the costume, the look, the, you know, their house, their place they're at. I mean, it's all it's all incredible. Looks great. It's such a big scale. You can tell it's very evident how big the scale is just in, in the show. Uh, as far as performances go, Mon Mothma is great. I've been looking forward to that. We finally get her in this episode. And then also Luthen. Like, it's just fantastic. Skarsgård, I mean, it's it, and getting to see the dynamic between the two of them uh, was, was, you know, something I was really looking forward to, seeing him put on the wig and just him switching the roles now, too. Um, seeing them both playing the different sides and kind of just playing the game, the playing the game. It's a little Game of Thrones universe ish where people are kind of putting on a face here and there to to portray one way, and then as soon as they go back behind, you know, behind the window, they start talking business and what really, why, why she's really there. I, and I love all those details, those conversations. So it's seeing them together was was great. Yeah. Um. I put on a little background music while we talk, but um, going off of that, I mean, I really did want to take some time and have us talk about, about Skarsgård, about the character of Luthen, because right at the beginning of this, uh, who, who is this man? And, <laughs> yeah. and I, I just, I don't know. It's it just, I just, I mentioned this, this last week too, but um, I, I was doing an MCU rewatch and when we saw the first episodes, we had just watched Thor the Dark World. And so I'm like, that's the man that was running around naked at, <laughs> at Stonehenge? That's the dude? Um, uh, so uh, what, what do you guys, because we, we saw several different versions of Luthen in this one episode. We saw him pitching, you know, uh, his cause to Andor. Yeah, when he snapped too. Um, when he snapped with that with her. Yeah. But he was playing her with what she needed to mm. to do the thing, and then he puts on a wig and the rings, and then becomes a different person He's practicing. again. <laughs> he becomes like the collector from Guardians. Uh, kind of yeah. 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 
so 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 who is this man uh what do you guys what do you guys think of of Luthen and what are you kind of expecting for us to see from him in the future I like that I don't have any idea how to answer that you know <laughs> I, I'm thinking like I don't have any idea because in a way we know from Star Wars that there's partisans and like Saw Gerrera is one there must be others and different I, different things but he seems to have a lot of resources but it also seems to be just him. Like he doesn't travel with the crew, but he's also, and he's also liaising with people on the ground and liaising with people at the very, very top. I have no idea. And that's fascinating to me. He's the, he's the standout character so far for me. Yeah, he's such a wild card. Uh, how, about, how about the rest of you guys? To make another Game of Thrones parallel, he seems like the little finger of the Rebel Alliance. So that person, that um, X factor in terms of um, logistics, because he knows he knows exactly what Val's plan is. He's like, you were short a man, uh, so at any point you can complete the mission, but it's going to it, it, it's going to cover most of your bases. So he's he's got the smarts, he's got the strategy side, and he's got the resources. The big thing for it's so well. As soon as he started like clapping his hands and making these like uh, it's like great gestures out in character and then completely drop it at the blink of an eye as soon as Mon Mothma gets to scene acting he's like uh are, are you gonna fucking are you gonna deliver for us like are you are you sure because i'm not and i'm like bro this is a this is a, a great great character to introduce to this type of show i loved uh, i loved stellan's performance uh, and I will be very before the end of this. Like, we, it has to be a sacrifice by the end. I don't want him to go. I don't want him to go. He's you, Nate. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's 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 the the, the teacher, the mentor. Yeah. They, they all gotta go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, at some point in time. Fair. But but I love I love him. You know, recruiting, and he's like, you know, and he's like, and Cassie's like, who? Alliance? Sep? A gorilla, partisan front. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. And yeah. you're like, damn, that was a cold line. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, what, what do you think, Nate? Yeah, I mean, as far as the character, I love the character. He's Every time he's talking on screen, I'm just locked in, you know, just just because he's playing so many different different roles, different, different pieces. But I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, he's not just a clear, I mean, and I think this is what this show is going to touch on. He's not just like a clear good guy. Like to him, Cassian's expendable. Yeah. Like, er, like yeah. he's not just like, Hey, this is, this is our, this is what we're doing. Everything's good. Don't no, Don't kill. Don't shoot first. Like he's, he's ready. If, as soon as Cassian walks in, he's got, um, what's the, the, uh, the empire or the, whatever the guy's name is in the third episode he's Cassian walks up behind him puts a gun to his head and he's like kill him like I'll kill him mm-hmm. so he's not afraid to just get dirty and and he even with Cassian he tells the other girl that well he's you know he's here for a mission if he's not helping like kind of do what you gotta do sort of thing so he wants him to help out but as soon as he thinks it seems like as soon as he questions whether Cassian will actually deliver or not he's just ready to just do what he's gotta do and so I think we'll see him continue to kind of peel back some of those layers to really work towards becoming full in on just like good right before maybe we lose him. But we'll see. Yeah. One thing I wanted to point out before we get related, uh, did any of you see the Easter egg to the Force Unleashed? Freaked out. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so when, when Luthen, uh, the, his, like her husband's like gift in, in the shop, the armor in the armor from the video game, the force unleashed from uh, a Sam Whitworth's character and, and people were going, I, 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 I did one search on Twitter and they're like, did they just make Starkiller door? And I was like, some people have to have seen this because I'm like, that's that's the that's that's his armor. I have not. I'm I'm waiting for Sam to tweet, but uh, if not, you can try to find these. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. So while we were in this, this shop, which, by the way, that shop is the absolute perfect cover because it means you can meet with different people across the entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. You can meet, and depending on what groups you are researching, you're bound to run into to certain things. But um, I, on my channel, I did a breakdown of all of the Easter eggs I could find in the shop. And so, just r- real quick, I'll, I'll just I'll just run through them because um, while we were in there, yes. So we did see. Um, the, the Sith Stalker armor in the background. Um, we also got to see um, a, you know a a Beskar breastplate from a Mandalorian, which you know we know likely was pillaged from uh, from a body after you know the the Night of a Thousand Tears, and that's something that um, that Dinjarin mentions right when he's talking to Boba Fett uh, to give him his armor. He, he says. You know, this that armor belongs to Mandalore. This was likely pulled off of the bodies, you know, of of a fallen Mando. Um, we also got to see. Let's see, there was right. So that's one culture that was destroyed by the Empire. Mm-hmm. There was also a set of Wookiee armor um, in there yeah. as well. That's another culture destroyed by the Empire. Um, we also get to see. Uh, some of the stones in the back had the hands on them from the from the ones um, that you see in Rebels um, later on. Uh, remember the Loth Wolf gives um, the, the stone with the hands and I use that to figure out how to enter the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. One of those stones is in the background here, right? But that is a Jedi artifact that was unearthed and destroyed by the Empire. Um, we also get to see a Gungan shield and a Gungan energy shield without the energy thing on was in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, first battle at started the, the Clone Wars. Um, we also got to see, uh, one of the things I thought was really fascinating because I saw this two headed snake thing that kind of, you know, went like this and I was like, I've seen that before, but I can't figure out where. And I searched through everything Star Wars to try and find it, and I couldn't. Then I figured out what it was. That is um, almost a carbon copy of a Mexican Aztec um, tablet that is currently on display at the British Museum. Wow. That's an, uh, So, um, Diego Luna being Mexican, um, that, you know, that's, that's part that of his sense. culture. Yeah. yeah taken that's by cool. the empire like there's so many there's so many literally and, and layers um, yeah. i was i spent i spent hours i i, I, I slept awesome. i slept for two hours because <laughs> I, I just cause i had to i had to um so, so much cool yeah. stuff in there but such a such an excellent cover uh but yeah while we are kind of we're hanging out here on on coruscant um I want to talk about our man Cyril, Cyril Khan, because we get to see man, uh, you know, have to uh, answer to what what he did, and I'm curious what you guys think about it. But uh, for for me, the way it hit home was we see so much copaganda, which I love cop shows and I love cop movies and stuff like that. But these are a lot of times it's a cop who like. This thing was wrong, and even though the rules don't allow me, I can go renegade and take this thing down, and that's what he did. And it was not glorified in this at, at all. I'm curious how you guys feel about um, about our our man Cyril Karn, um, you know, and what happens to him. Do we know what happens to him? Because he walks off, but I don't think that's the end of him. We're, we're going to see him again. I think. No? Well, yeah. Please? Well, he, he he walks off and then and then goes back to his mom and, and gets that yeah. <laughs> slap in the face, which was rightfully deserved. But uh, that's what I'm, I'm kind of asking. What what do you think? What do you think he's going to do? I mean, do you think he's going to give up the, the fight? Oh no, he is too big on the poster. I mean, I mean, <laughs> to have a part that's only in a few episodes, he's coming back. So is he? I think he's either going to bunch. So why did he lose his job? 
Cassian is going to go try to find that guy and get revenge. That's one trope that I've seen that one might think that he might do. Will he join the Empire? If he has this like need for the badge, which is something that we've seen, sometimes bad cops go become bad feds. You know, he, he might do that. I don't know. I don't think we've seen the last of him, though. I, I, like I, I agree. Become a stormtrooper or something. I don't know. That's what makes me so happy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Same thing. The fact that I, I have no guess, I think it means that the writing is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. No. I've, yeah, go, 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 Nick, go. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, I, I agree. I mean, I think to, to add to that with, you know, potentially blaming Cassian, I think he, he, he might also look at the Empire because he's been, you know, he's been just dogged down the whole time of like, don't do it. Don't. And then he goes and does it. And then he's getting, you know, discipline. And he's like, so I wonder if part of that drive will be Cassian's to blame, but also like, I want to work my way up the ladder as well, because I want to be the one in control where no one can tell me what to do or discipline me. So I think it might be a little bit of both. And that will continue to drive him to, to that, that route, I guess, getting, getting back to Cassian, but also trying to like, make things right in his mind because like he is a character that that thinks what he's doing is is correct like right. he's not someone that's just like he knows what he's doing is wrong no, he, he learned went there because right yeah he went out because yeah. he's like this is the right thing to do we lost we had casualties let's go make amends um so i don't know it's interesting i, I really don't know <laughs> i don't know you know what i i think um i think young is on to something they're just going to find out about him. And then the two of them are going to start their hunt for Cassian and any supposed mm. rebel involved. I, I didn't even think about it that, but that's the most logical case. If she can't get her hands on the actual report, she's she going to try and find someone that was there. Right. And he's no longer affiliated with them. So, so she probably can. And he's on Coruscant. Oh, that's just that's just perfect. It's so obvious. I feel like an idiot. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, young. <laughs> um, and I think that I, I, adding on to that further reinforces that like three episode arc because obviously we see his Ferrex. Now we get to see the uh, the the first real mission and that Cassian is in, in with the uh, alliance. And let's say he fails or succeeds. Uh, Regardless, it's going to it's fire, and that's going to be like the key trigger for both of them, uh, for a and for Karn to be like, oh, this is a bigger threat that the empire that the empire is trying. So because right right now they're just saying, yep, there's this services everywhere. Just make sure you hit your quotas. Make sure, you, but at least Ferrix, we already know, but for a fact that that system is now officially. It's not under a company's control anymore. So, so that's that, that seems like the perfect segue. Uh, maybe next season, or maybe at the end of the season, having Karn and Daedra work together makes a ton of sense, and it further reinforces the style that they're trying to. I think it's super cool because I'm again just the same way that you. I'm pretty tired of of self-contained stories. I want something like that that expands over time uh, laps. So I think it makes sense. It's also going to be super cool to see them. Like, uh, yeah, I. Uh, and then they're going to fall in love. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, what did you guys think about um, you know space Scotland? Because uh, because that's that's what that that plan was right. That was just space <laughs> Scotland, and he was walking around. It struck me how much I prefer that though to like space California. You know what yeah. I mean? And and Obi Wan to me that was really hard. That that just looked like where it was. Whereas at least this maybe because we're Americans and I don't know. It's just that that looked more interplanetary to me. Mm-hmm. I made me think, oh, I remember this reminds me how much I did not love Space California and Obi-Wan. You know, <laughs> so, but I thought it was beautiful. I, I, anyone else keep waiting for her to say, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Like, that was, that was <laughs> the vibes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and 
but I, I so so the last thing that we we haven't really touched on yet is 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 that whole whole plot. Um, so Andy and Mita, Andor meets up with them, going by the name Clem, right, which is his adopted father's name. Um, uh, which which I think is cool. I think the name Clem just is is weird, uh, but but you know, whatever. Um, what do you guys? I mean. I can't wait to see how this heist just just unfolds because it seems like there's a lot of interesting, you know, parts running. And how how do you run a heist when you don't trust all mm. of the people there? Uh, what are you guys expecting? A lot yeah, of I mean, the something's function. gonna go wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he, he's someone that can back up any position. Um, so now I'm curious what position he's he's going to have to back up. You know, obviously this thing is going to go majorly awry, just like every heist film. Mm-hmm. One well, thing I that I wanted to see your guys. Oh, go 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 go! My bad, my bad, oh, Jen. No, I was going to say I think it's going to succeed if, if if it goes awry in the middle. I think it's going to succeed first of all because he's going to live. But um, and we're in the middle of the show. But it'll be interesting to see how things go awry in the middle. I'm sorry, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. No, no. What I was gonna say is that, like, I, I, I like people that are tr- that I def- definitely like don't trust each other fully, especially yeah. when like they introduce this Andor to this group. One thing that that stuck out to me, uh, your opinion on is like the the plan itself seems a little bit, uh. Okay, how am I going to escape in this freighter if the atmosphere is basically exploding in midair because of this like uh, astrological event? And I'm like, how how are you going to escape the Tie Fighters close to the ground and then stop a literal meteor the stratosphere? I I, I was a little I, unless I understood it wrong. It seemed like everybody thought it the entire way through. But I'm excited to see its execution. Listen, if Luke can come up with his half-baked plan at the beginning of of Return of the Jedi, <laughs> of let's get all of our people and all of our assets kidnapped and taken away, wait till they're about to execute us, and then we'll just escape from there. And you're like, that's not a plan, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. If... if, if you know, I, I, I look forward to seeing it. Also, I just want to see that astrological event. It sounds yes. gorgeous. It sounds amazing. Um, and, and I love it when they make these types of, of plans, you know, but we'll, we'll see. I mm-hmm. have Dieter for us. Says, uh, how, how do you run a heist with Harris there? So we, we've been playing Grand Theft Auto Online and one of our <laughs> friends, Harris. It's just a wild card. And so you were, <laughs> walk into a place... <laughs> In costume, and then like he's like, "Oops!" and he, like he actually threw a grenade, and you're like, C- "Come on, man! Like, <laughs> this was a stealth mission." Uh, the keyword was accidentally right there. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, if you accidentally do the same thing on a regular basis at some point, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know. What I like um, about too is that it it does illustrate how the empire is in these occupied worlds, you know, in a live action setting that there's these more nomadic people that are still having these ceremonies down the hill from where a garrison is set up. Mm. I think that's gonna be really interesting to see in a way, maybe in live action, we haven't seen as much of Mm. where the empire is existing and camping out in these, you know, more indigenous planets. I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, they've affected this planet's culture and, like, less people right. come out each year and stuff like that. Um, it's All of it just stands to make you hate the Empire more. But seeing uh, from this perspective, it doesn't feel like the Empire is evil. It feels like it's indifferent. It doesn't care about the existence of other people. Um, and I, I just think it's a very poignant message right now you know going back to mon mothma's husband um he wants to sit with these people because he thinks they're fun but like they're actively destroying people's lives and they don't care right 
uh, <laughs> we uh, have Harris in the chat. Not well. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, I, I don't know. I just, and, and this is not a political channel, nor will it, will it ever be. But like right now I see politicians talking up and taking advantage of new things to get passed. And the people are like, didn't you vote against this? And I'm like, oh, don't, don't worry about that, you know? And it's, I don't know, I just think there's there's some of these details in there that um, are just just important, not only for right now, but just in general to, to comprehend how these big wheels of bureaucracy roll and run people over. And the example they use with the office is, well, they, they cut off a shipping lane. So you can see that decision was mm. a financial one. It was a retribution one. It didn't consider at all the people that will starve, you know. So, again, are they pure evil? Let's kill everybody. No, they're doing they're making a money business decision. But not only Mahatma, not only, but other the other side doesn't is telling you, but look, that it actually affects real people in a way that you're not considering. Right. Yeah. And then is her husband evil for not caring or for wanting to hang out with those people despite knowing yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, it's it's just it's it just brings up a lot of really interesting um, introspective questions that all of us can ask ourselves. Um with with what we're doing or supporting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, as far as the mission too, like I think <clears throat> from a plot standpoint, it'll be something's gonna go wrong and it'll be a testament on like because like they don't trust Cassian. Me right. right now. Which right or wrong, uh, they just met the guy. So it's like Will there be part part of what potentially may go wrong? Is that going to be a, the opportunity for Cassian to really dive in to to the Rebel Alliance and like, all right, like this is my this is you know I stepped up, I saved someone, or I did this, and I that was me showing them I'm really here. Or even maybe we see him struggle with that too. Of like, I got to do this, you know, looking around. It's I'm the one to do it. I'm here in this situation. Is that going to be what kind of pushes him to really dive all in? Because it seems like. He's, he keeps telling himself, we see the dialogue of like, oh, it's just one mission. It's just like, I'm just keeping myself safe. I just got out of there. So it's, he's not really, the, he's not the Cassian we obviously see later on. Um, so I think this is just his first step into really starting to take the questions that, um, you know, Skarsgård telling them of like, do you really want to fight these people for real? And now this is going to be an opportunity for him to really kind of see maybe more of what he'll be able to do and how he could help. Yeah. I mean, the, the one character said he was going to trust him because he thought he was down for the cause. Um, and, and he's not at this point. Yeah. Um, also, I'm just going to say it. I miss the beard. I, I like the beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. the beard also, because they're doing, they're doing some, a little subtle de-aging on him. Yeah. Uh, probably. No, but because probably, be probably. Thought, yeah. It was what's the math on that? It's eight years ago, so he's thirteen years older than he actually is supposed to be. Like it's subtle, and I think that I didn't get to see it on the very big screen this morning, but um, I felt like having the beard helped that mm-hmm. effort. And I think they're doing it. I think it's really good. I don't think it's super obvious, but I would just imagine if, like of course they're doing it. They have to get get him. Down, no. I thought without the beard, I thought it was more obvious that they were de-aging him. Like yeah, I thought he looked younger for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. He he definitely looked looked younger. I feel like most people yeah. when they shave beards, they look like children yeah. again. That's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> so it could just be him. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but no, I'm I'm sure I'm sure they are using de-aging to you know work on you know crow's feet and stuff like that and, and take out some of the aging side signs. Um, uh, uh, last thing I want to mention is how multicultural their their little ragtag group is. You know, I, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It just it just made me smile. And the Empire too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to see. And the one guy they picked that's wearing the Imperial uniform in the ragtag group is also not white, which is not. It's nice. Yeah, I. Uh, this where where I you know kind of kind of talk about because I know 
there's always been complaints about it being forced or, you know, all this stuff. And the, the honest truth is for a long period of time, you know, people of color were excluded from the casting roles when, you know, in that role, if, if you're skin color or race or ethnicity or, you know, a nationality don't play a part then it should be open to anyone to audition and let mm. the best audition win, right? If that stuff is important, good, cast for that. But if it's not, and so what we're seeing nowadays with Star Wars, with Rings of Power, with Game of Thrones, isn't injecting people of color into a thing already. No, it's no longer excluding them. And sure, yeah. If, yeah. if some, and if in the past, they were excluded. That's no excuse to continue to do so. Um, so I and I, I wish more people could could get that. But specifically, specifically seeing the Middle Eastern girl being part of their their crew, because like I'm used to seeing you know white and black people on it. I don't ever see you know Indian people or Middle Eastern people or, or Asian people involved. And I didn't fully connect that until until recently. So. I know it's just really in, encouraging, um, but yeah, that kind of rounds out the the episode. I mean, was there anything that uh, that we that we missed? Any other points you guys wanted to to bring up? I, yeah, I got a question. Yeah, the uh, the blonde imperial officer. What's going to happen with her? Is she overstepping her boundaries so she's trying to you know not stabilize the ladder but climb the ladder too quickly on what do you guys think well i wasn't sure also and i only did get to see it one once i, I went to twice but uh when she's he kind of said something about her that she's in a, a protective position or privileged position or who she is like did they ever explain mm. that i missed that is she someone's daughter is she from some place is she a princess like what yeah. what is her deal I caught that too. Um, it wasn't explained. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious if, I mean, I, I hope, I was hoping it was because she's someone's daughter, but she's tr- wants to prove herself on her own. That's, that's kind of the trick right. I was hoping for. What um, they did say is that she was in enforcement. So like she, what she was in a position. And uh, I mean, she held some, some position of semi important, in within the empire before that just making an allusion to yeah you've been here for like less than a year right down because we're, we're we've been we've been working she's just she's i think she's, she's just trying to be an overachiever but i did catch that jen that she's she she has some uh higher ups like a bit above the yeah yeah <laughs> and uh I'm say, I saw on a date with me, <laughs> and i'm gonna turn it to the rebel alliance <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think there is zero. I don't know about going on a date with you, but I feel like there is zero chance she's going to Rebel Alliance. Like she's the last. She's at the last boat out, man. She's not. Yeah. She's Empire for life. She's got a tattoo. You know, she's got Emperor, the Emperor's photo in her barracks. Like she's. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, you know what she did that really convinced me on her as uh, as an actor is I don't know how to make my face show that much disdain. You know what I mean? Like she mm. gets that upturned lip thing where I can't even explain it, but like you see hatred yeah. of like mm. things and people and like yeah. <laughs> so I, I, died in the forest. I wasn't saying I said she would go on a date with you, but I was saying <laughs> the date possible. Change the rebel alliance not possible. That's what I was saying. <laughs> You underestimate his power, I guess. <laughs> you don't know the power of the dyad. Um, <laughs> if anyone could, it'd, it'd be you. Uh, but she'd have to watch a series of YouTube videos that, that you mix up. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think, ev- especially her, but uh, all of the acting performances I thought were just phenomenal throughout. Yeah. Really good casting too. Like what you're saying about the downturned mouth. I noticed a couple of the Empire guys around the big round table. I'm like, I could just see in the casting room, like that's he's Empire. Yep, get him. Him. You know, they got people that looked like they belonged at that table. With they're just yeah angry, worn down bureaucracy faces. It was really well done. And I like too how when they uh, 
Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Mirren, uh, the, the the female imperial officer who we were talking about, how they start on the shot of her behind with like the most perfect hair swirl you've ever seen. Like it is a flawless. Yeah. Like it says so much about her. Like that hair is freaking perfect. Like that's who she is. She is just like straight laced, like zeroing yeah. in on her ambition kind of thing. Or was effective. Yeah. Definitely yeah. type A personality. Um, yeah. She's a. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited to see how the story unfolds. I also, uh, shout out to I also, uh, Blue Pulsar 66. Oh, hey, Blue Pulsar 66. Good to see you. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. Oh, go my bad. You, you're good. You're good. Yeah, uh, go, ahead, go ahead, Drew. I was going to say that one of the big things that resonated me with Andor so far with the four episodes is the end ambiguity which i think was the the solid value prop that rogue one the empire sucks but the rebel alliance is not perfect either there are casualties that have to be made and sometimes people just don't make it back home so this group of people i'm pretty sure we're going to see somebody bite the dust but it, it also it also further cements that feeling that this is star wars for for a reason like both both sides are going to have are going to do reprehensible things that we just have to figure out like what's the the lesser of two evils do do we do we take a couple of uh questionable decisions on the rebel for thousands of immoral craziness uh uh so i feel like that's that's perfectly reflected in the castings and the emotions uh, that throughout these first four episodes. So I'm excited for episode five. I don't know what anybody say. Like, there's a lot of people complaining on the internet. Yeah, uh, complaining gets views. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, there, you know, there was also an implication, and I, I need to go back and do the math on this. But did did Cassian serve with Han on Mimbound? Um Oh, that's right. He says he was 16. Oh. But then, then they said he was a cook. So Yeah, I'm saying... Mm. Excuse me. But I'm like, well, what was his favorite thing to cook? I want to know about the food. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Does that tell me work out? If he, how old is he now? And if he was 16 and then, then when was that? Was that the same time as mm. us? And so that's why I, I haven't quite done the math on it. And also there's some things that are kind of hinky because they played around with his background by retconning it, by making the official record false. Um, but like by the official record, he would be like 21 in, in this show. Um, this show would be 21? Um, oh, damn. He's supposed to be 26 they in Rogue One? Yeah. Um, which... Huh. Which uh, you, you don't look it, but this is Star Wars. <laughs> this is yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Listen, you saw what the sun did to. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, that Tatooine sun doesn't doesn't aid you well. And this planet had the mining incident. It's very rough on the skin, kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, you, you never you never know. You never know. Um, it's supposed to be twenty one, and Minman was five years ago, and. Solo is nineteen years. Is ten years before? Wait, is it ten years after Return of the Sith or ten years before? Ten, ten years after Revenge of the Sith, I believe. Okay. Mm. Um, but but we're yeah, off. we're gonna have there's, to do. There's a gap, maybe. Like a there, there's a gap, but we don't know how long he was there. So <laughs> true. I'm. I'm saying it's it's possible that at some point in time. Cassie and Ander um, cooked food for Han Solo um, and for Valance, uh, but that's that's a it's a comic deep cut. So, <laughs> um, but awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out and hanging out and, and talking with with me. Uh, I know this was mostly a setup episode for this this arc, so we did have a little bit less, but there were so many cool bits, and this is the start and introduction of a lot of cool characters. Um, I'll go around and if you guys have any final thoughts or things that you want to plug that you have coming up um, that you want, you know, viewers to, to check out. Um, so, yeah, final thoughts. Um, 
where we can find you and your awesome content. And if you have any plugs or news coming up, I'll start with uh, Nate. All right. Uh, final thoughts. I mean, I'm, I'm loving the show. I just, it, there's, I can't really explain it, but it's, it feels very, very Star Wars, but also different. And it's, and I love the balance between the two. And that's kind of what excites me so much about the show. I, I love, I'm loving it. Um, as far as where to find me, I, my handle again is there, Nate underscore Messer. That's on TikTok. Um, I'm about to hop off of this and go straight to uh, my own uh, Star Wars podcast. So I'll be live again in 30 minutes on YouTube. So that'll be Star Wars guys on YouTube. It's, you know, a family podcast, my brother and uncle. And it's just what we do uh, every day, talking Star Wars, talking shop. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I will try to join if I don't fall asleep as soon as this ends. Yeah, but- I know. It's like <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, running on two hours. Well, technically mm. three because I had a, a nap before starting this. Uh, but how about you, uh, Tropical Joe? Well, uh, you can find me at, at I'm Tropical Joe on uh, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, I, I, right now, the only thing, the big thing I'm working on, well, I, I'm, I'm streaming or preparing for God of the Second God of War game. To, to, to pop out in November. Uh, uh, one thing that I would love to plug because I don't see enough people talking about it. Uh, if you haven't, it is a, by far one of the best action movies I've seen this month. So, oh, I saw it yesterday tomorrow. Movie? The Woman King with Viola Davis. Okay. With the Woman King with Viola Davis. It is so good. So I'm making my review on that on my YouTube. So you can watch that when it's out. Probably this weekend. <laughs> awesome thank you so much for coming on and again thank you for you know for bringing me along with you it was, it was amazing um and last but certainly not least we have jen markham hey so i'm jen markham all one word on tiktok is my big one and then youtube is behind that also jen markham and then jen underscore markham on instagram I don't really have stuff to plug. Uh, I was traveling a ton this past month, and I think I'm finally home for a little bit. I will be at New York Comic Con next weekend. So if any of you in the Northeast going to New York Comic Con, I'll be there every day volunteering with the 501st. And I'll have that information about where and when you can if you want to come and say hi uh, on my awesome. socials. Uh, and and uh, can we get a preview of who, uh, who you're going to be? Oh my gosh, someone just asked me that. I I, I honestly haven't had time. All I know for sure is I'm doing Bo-Katan on Friday for a photo shoot. Um, but okay. I'll be doing mostly Star Wars because I'm volunteering with the Papa first. So um, that's awesome. Amanda will be in there somewhere and all that. So Awesome. And uh, you know what? Actually, before we close out, I want to do one final um, lightning round question. Because, mm. Jen, someone brought this up in your live earlier. And I just thought it was a really cool question. Um, they said if you could mix a Star Wars and a Marvel character together to make a new character, who 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 are you choosing? And uh, and, and tell me tell me a little bit about them. Um, I, I just I just remember that. <laughs> um, and to answer the, the question, uh, my, my my favorite um, Muppet would be Animal. Um, that's that's who I would be. But anyways, um, that was another another question that was asked in, in your live. People in the chat, if you're still with us, uh, let me know if you mix your Star Wars and Marvel character together. Who who are you coming out with? Um, does anyone have theirs already? All right, Joe, <laughs> what do you got? Mando and Deadpool. I feel like. We need uh, okay, a, a that la- beat mine. I, I, I feel like <laughs> that's like a lack of the lack of days a bounty hunter would be so great. It would just be great. It's like, oh my god, do I look like Hanzo? Am I am I Han Solo right now? <laughs> Versus Greedo right now? Like, like, I would love to see Wade as a Mandalorian. I the most fun show on Disney Plus uh, ever. So, so I'll take that. <laughs> Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I could I could picture like uh, like in, in the Jedi episode of the Mandalorian. I could picture him irritating Ahsoka. She takes his head off and then he puts it back on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think that would be amazing. Uh, how about you, Jen? Oh, that's tough to beat. Um, 
I think maybe someone like mixing Yelena and Bo-Katan. And that'd be like uh-huh. a fun vibe. I don't know what the show would be, but those were two, because there's so many obvious ones, like July Strange or like Sith Wanda, you know, um, those would be great too. But I'm like, well, wait a minute, that's not really my thing. And so I was thinking maybe Bo-Katan and Yelena, like, you know, a little power hungry, a little, little dangerous kind of thing. So. Love it. Beautiful. I like that. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Nate? Um, I think I'm going Ahsoka and uh, and and Wanda, Scarlet Witch. I think Oof. it just it's a good balance between light and dark, and uh, the combo is powerful. I'm specifically picturing Ahsoka on um, the Mortis planet when she's yeah. That's on, what I was going for. And stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I do want to say too, Jen and Joe, great meeting you. Meeting yes, you great. I was following here. everybody on Instagram while I was we were doing this. Yeah, I was about to say I'm <laughs> going to go follow you guys everywhere. So, uh, and Chaka, thanks for having us on. One of my favorite things about doing this is is trying to pull different people and like put them all together, and you know, sometimes lifelong friends come out of it. Um, that's that's how Juju met Stoops was on <laughs> on one of these. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun to mix everything up. Uh, I have a pep in the chat saying Quinlan Voss and Gambit. Ooh. So you can touch an object, read it, and then charge it and blow it up. Um, I'm I'm into that. I'm into that. Uh, Young says Mon Mothma and Black Widow. Uh, yeah, a senator a in, in, the, in the in the streets and an assassin, uh, yeah. and, and an assassin <laughs> everywhere um, else. Um, yeah, that that sounds that sounds awesome. Um, for me, I I am going to go with um, this. This one might be a little too on the nose, but the bad batch. I'm going to go with um, Hunter Wolverine. Oh, nice. oof. oh, yeah. yeah. Those are some good ones. It just, Solid. it just, it just I works see that for, for me. Sure. Oh yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah. With the hair. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, Alex uh, McBrayer in the chat says feels like Wanda fits perfectly to Night Sisters. So mm. I could also see a Wanda Asajj Ventress. That would, uh, mm. that would be horrifying. Um, you you made me think like Hunter and Omega turned Logan. <laughs> oh my God! Like story, oh. yeah. yeah. X twenty three Omega. These, these I love that are, so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we have Lee Wan Kenobi in here. It says Wrecker in the thing. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man, I yeah. These are all awesome. Um, thank you for indulging that my, my last minute question. Um, I just I just had to find out your guys' thoughts, and you probably spanned a lot of uh, a, a lot of stuff. I'll go on Ao3 at at, uh, some, at some point. But anyways, thanks again, all of you guys, for coming out. Thanks uh, in the chat, Lebo and Kenobi, uh, Young. Um, we have uh, Pep, Alex McBriar. Uh, we have uh, the Pod Ones podcast, Blue Pulsar sixty six, chilling in the basement. Um, Harris Productions, Gambit Productions, and Dixon Download, Aaron uh, Timothy, and just a lot of awesome people. Uh, KG, I, I I feel like I always have the best chat, and it, and it just makes me so happy. So they're why why I continue to do this and to hang out with you guys. So once again, thank you very much for coming out, and may the force be with you always. And with you.